American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like they've said this and attempted this many times before. But this time they're going to take their time. Yeah, this time <laughs> they're going to... That's the big revelation. They're going to focus on quality, not quantity. Like, I feel like it's been pretty qualitative as of late. What is going on there, citizens of the reject nation? Greg here. You are John... Last I checked. Hi, John. Nice we'll to see. see you again, buddy. It's nice to see you, too. Glad we could finally uh, create some rapport here on camera together. <laughs> Guys, so the Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslav, is he a savior or is he an antichrist? Leave your thoughts down below on what he is to you because we, we won't really know for sure uh, until a couple years from now, apparently. So, yeah, the headline that's been going around about Warner Brothers Discovery has a 10-year plan in mind. Well, they have a plan to make a 10-year plan for what they want to do <laughs> for building out, restarting the DC universe, reshaping it, right? At first, when I, when I read the main quotes and listened to some of the call, I was like, all right, <laughs> sounds like more flowery words of the same thing i've heard from anyone who's running dc's movies you know. <laughs> did it sound that different to me it's really easy to come out and be like we want to make it better and we want to have a plan and this we time. know what we're doing unlike the last group of people <laughs> yes. unlike the last last group of people unlike the last 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 group of people yeah, so at first I was like, I don't really care to talk about this because it sounds like the same old, same old. Kind of reminded me of like when a politician makes the same promises as every politician before, just like saying the things that he thinks people want to hear. What compelled me to want to talk about this is when I was going online and, and, and there was a couple of rhetorics that I was seeing, one that I feel like I contributed to uh, <laughs> in our Batgirl video uh, of something that I said, Paul, have you spoilers to kind of check me on it because i was feeling so like dismayed and being reminded dismayed for the filmmakers of all but back and being reminded of like the weird up and down journey that seems to happen with warner brothers and i was like dc is such a wackadoodle universe it's so wackadoodle do and then when i'm talking with him it reminded me that actually you know the last few films that dc's made have, have been pretty great and, and well-received by audiences and critics. You know, you got films like The Batman, you got films like Birds of Prey and The Fantabulous Amanda, that's too long of a title, all right? So you got Birds of Prey. <laughs> and then you had like Shazam and, and Aquaman was really well-received too. Joker and Snyder Cut is not exactly part of the same category, it's but a that's a great film. thing that was a success for DC. <laughs> yeah. People liked it. It was great. <laughs> the Suicide Squad, there have been some great films, I, I feel, from there. And I'm looking forward to their upcoming movies as well. Like the trailers that we saw from Comic-Con, these films look pretty cool, not gonna lie. 
they look pretty great. So that I would take back in terms of what I said sounding like a slight against their recent installments. Well, yeah, it's like if we weren't aware so much of all the behind-the-scenes turmoil, I think their track record would lead, read a lot more clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then also the Ezra Miller controversy, I feel, just kind of contributes in a way. As oh, much, yeah, as much as I shadows everything. <laughs> like, I, like, I feel like Ezra should be fired. At the same time, I'm like, I can't help but feel like whenever I see that Flash trailer, that looks like a cool movie. Because <laughs> yeah. that's an alternate universe Ezra Miller. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, apparently they want to do like a reset on, on the DC universe, and they were pretty blunt about it. They want to ape Marvel. They want to mirror Marvel. <laughs> Who doesn't? We need which, a Kevin Feige. <laughs> which cinematic universe doesn't want to mirror Marvel, right? That have interconnected movies that eventually build. They said they want to have a 10-year plan, and people are like, this sounds like a man with a plan. And I, I feel like they always have someone with a plan. It's just about, okay, the plan just certainly it's gets executed plan. a little poorly <laughs> or something, or the plan gets a little wackadoodle-do, right? Because everything that I was hearing here, and I don't want to just be like the guy who doesn't sound optimistic, because sure, when you say shit, like we want to have a 10-year plan focusing just on DC, and one thing that 3C Films' video pointed out to me, and he did a great video about it, I highly recommend you check it out, was something that I'm like, okay, yeah, that that's actually sounds really good. Because I was under the impression there was already a DC department. <laughs> like there was a DC studio. There was, was that DC logo that popped up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. So I always you thought think there was a think tank of people <laughs> yeah, just yeah. doing DC. So they want to have something that is just that. I'm like, I was always under the impression that there was that. I believe that's what chris from 3c films was specifying you know correct me if i'm wrong yeah. but to hear that made me go oh well that's that's definitely different i thought that was there this whole time <laughs> i look a little alarmed that it wasn't there this whole time yeah that was like the most positive sounding thing to me because i'm like okay you get really focused about it but you know the the plan to to, to kind of be like marvel if any studio could be the closest to being like marvel it's gonna be the other comic book universe dc right so yeah. sure i feel like they've said this and attempted this many times before but this time they're gonna take their time yeah this time <laughs> they're gonna the big revelation they're gonna focus on quality not quantity like that's been getting quoted so much like thank you i'm like i feel like it's been pretty qualitative as of late yeah i don't think you guys have been just cranking properties out willy-nilly no. that's been part of it is there's been a lot of space in between each one it feels like and there are also more one-off films that have like garnered a whole lot of love and praise between the interconnected stuff too and i think that's part of the concern of about trying to be so much like Marvel is you could do what Marvel seems like they're doing too, which is it, there's a multiverse that exists. So yeah, and they're all connected. Shut up. You know, <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like they could just, just essentially do. But like, will that limit them from doing films like a Joker folio do or things like the Batman, which I have no interest in seeing them connected to the main DCEU. I mean, if you want to just throw a quick line and they're like multiverse or some shit, which I feel like it would work for those films. If they want to establish something in some movie that like where they have an Easter egg to that, that lets you know like, no, they are connected via the multiverse, then sure, fine. Uh, th that's cool. But I like those creator-driven projects more. I feel like that's why James Gunn signed up and you saw that freedom he had to make the movie he wanted to make with the Suicide Squad. And I feel like that was also applicable with something that's not a theatrical release, but you know, the Peacemaker show. It really felt like that was his voice. I wonder if that's going to be limited now because at the end of the day, it sounds like David Zaslav is doing. And I might bite my words. I'm in a couple years. I might be like, shit, you know what? 
should never have casted any doubt whatsoever on the situation. I'll be willing to admit, like, I messed up. <laughs> Shouldn't have doubted. The guy knew what he was doing. Seems like he's following money at the end of the day. It's just going to be about following the money. Like, what CEO wouldn't, though? Like, what CEO's not going to follow the money? It's about making money. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why you shelve multiple films to never release them as a tax write-off or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, okay, which narrative do I believe? Does it come down to the fact that they did it as a tax write-off? Does it come down to, well, it's because it doesn't really connect properly well with, with their quality. plans? Or is it quality issue? Like, which one is it? I guess it doesn't matter anymore at this point, huh. right? Because he's seemed to show a lot of faith in the upcoming films like Shazam 2, The Flash, Black Adam. And he's saying that he wants to do stuff like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Like, really focus on capitalizing on those. We have been capitalizing on Batman. We yeah. have been capitalizing on Wonder Woman. We got Aquaman 2 coming. So really, it's just your Superman out of the names you checked. <laughs> so I guess it's about getting the Trinity back together. Getting like a Justice League going is, is what it sounds like. Is We need an Avengers level type of thing going, yeah. which is Justice League. That, I will say, they don't have that going for them right now. They really don't. And it seems like they really want to stay away from Snyderverse as much as possible and really do a reset on having a clear interconnectivity direction because, yeah, they, they don't really have that. But I feel like the fucking... That's, uh, just, it sounds like the same conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what would have given me more confidence in this is instead of coming in and saying, hey, okay, we recognize the worth in doing exactly what Marvel did, I wish they would have emphasized the need for unity. I, th I think these films do, to some extent, at least the ones that do inhabit the same corner of the DC universe, needs some unity that could definitely happen but i think they are kind of foolish to overlook the fact that they have an asset in all of these successful one-off stories and the fact that that resembles comics in a way that marvel isn't really doing it's almost like the safest thing to promise is like we're gonna take direct influence and mold our thing after marvel specifically where i feel like you could acknowledge what marvel has to teach you and has shown you over time but also highlight what your unique assets are so it doesn't just feel like okay, we're finally just copping to the fact that we need to do a Marvel now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, how much control do you have on this whole thing about we're, we're going to focus on quality, we're not going to release any film before it's ready? That's Be what everybody probably says at the <laughs> beginning. That's what everyone does say. At the end of the day, like... <laughs> Sometimes you are down to the wire with these movies. Like, what if it's just a few weeks out and you're like, I, I, I feel like pushing movies and stuff always leads to some type of crazy sort of weird domino effect that, that has repercussions in ways that we don't really even fully understand. Well, yeah, because locking a release date is often the first part of a big movie's process, and it's like a really big deal to change that because you have so much money tied up in advertising surrounding that release date. And advertising has changed. But yeah, I mean, like if they're on track with the movie and then late into the process, they're like, crap, we actually need more time because we're not going to release it until it's done. Me, I'm like, I'm happy that that's their philosophy, but also I know enough, which is very little, about the film business to know that those money concerns are formidable enough to ax that want for the quality over the timing or over whatever other business concern. And again, from the company that just threw away a bunch of things for the money concern, I'm a little curious as to how they will then cop to this integrity they want to have moving forward. Yeah. You know? All right, guys. Well, that's the opinion that I currently have right now. It's all subject to change, I suppose. All depends on what actually ends up getting announced or delivered and yada, 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 yada. King Zaslav will show you. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.